Hey everyone, welcome to episode 29 of Layout. Today we talk about bookmarking and note taking in general, what are our most productive hours of the day and how we deal with all that productivity in general. Uh, Kevin did a design live stream, he's going to talk about that and also he has like a Twitter doppelganger. So stay tuned. So we just had to start recording. We are switching for the hundredth time of, you know, place to, for our show notes. And we, we went back to Canvas. Uh, and, you know, this started flipping out all the markup and <laughs> putting random text everywhere. And then this link just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> we, both me and Kevin, we never seen this. No. It's devonhalliday.com. And this string just appeared on Canvas in our show notes. I've never seen this. It was not on my clipboard, like nothing like Me that. Me either. Never seen this website before. We just visit that website and it's uh, a designer's personal website, Devin Halliday. By the way, if, if Devin, if you are <laughs> listening to this. Stop haunting us. Like you, <laughs> yeah. What is happening? So their website, his website has this picture of him with this like, living like noise it looks like it's a movie or like yeah or if you're looking at an old tv and you see like the noise there man it's so i creepy. keep thinking that he's just gonna turn around at some point <laughs> gonna scare the hell out yeah. of me and how did this like how could this be happen? like an easter egg of you know in canvas or no. something wait but this is someone from baltimore like how how does this happen i have no idea could it be glitch that like somehow his document and ours got merged this is so creepy i don't know do you believe in tech ghosts <laughs> tech ghosts <laughs> yeah oh scroll down on his website he has a, a header that is occasionally absurd there's <laughs> a personal letter for me to you every once in a while <laughs> uh-oh i think he's trying to tell us something <laughs> oh my god who's this person wait should we get him on the show? We should get him on a show. Can we do that? Uh, I'm going to try. How are you going to approach him? You're just going to DM <laughs> and say, hey, we're recording a podcast I and something weird happened. No you want to join? It's like, hey, do I know you? Okay. <laughs> um, um, do I like keep it really vague and break it down for him on the podcast? I feel like it might be interesting radio. Like, um, do like... Um, Reply all, reply all, reply all style of like getting a live person and like kind of seeing what happens in the moment. But you should say like, "Hey, I don't want to be creepy, but <laughs> I don't mean to be creepy, but <laughs> you're... oh man, okay, send it, shoot him a DM. Okay, I'll edit all this thing out. Hey Siri, what time is it in Baltimore? Okay, not bad, not bad. All right, so while we're we're waiting on him, let's just do the show. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. if we if we've solved this mystery, we'll follow up in at the end of the show. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, just very, 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 very quick follow up. Uh, we want to thank everyone. Uh, that tweeted at us or commented on Slack and joined our Slack team. And 
basically everyone that congratulated us for joining spec we are so stoked and i'm so glad that you know uh everyone was super nice um for us joining this yeah so. and it's so awesome to see all these new people learning about the show and we've got a lot of like really good words about it so thank you so much to everyone yeah this has been awesome and yeah, on top of stoked. that I feel super awkward whenever anyone says, oh, I'm starting from the beginning and lis listening to the first episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, what did we say? What did we do? We must have been terrible. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I, let's, I'm just going to make a disclaimer here. When someone says that, we're, I'm, I'm starting from episode one, super, super psyched. I'm like... Ah, it's great. Like, I'm so happy that you decided to start listening to our show and start for episode one. But it's like, it's like someone saying, hey, I saw that you were a designer. I'm going to check the first ever mock-up that you ever posted on Dribble." Yes. It's like, ah, <laughs> it's like, thank you. But like, I am a lot better now. So, uh, you know, either way, like, I, I don't want to be ungrateful. Uh, <laughs> but just keep in mind that it, it gets, gets better. Yeah, it gets better, folks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, last piece of follow-up. Oh, wow. Uh, we talked about the Medium logo redesign. And you got your new iPhone. Jesus. Wow. That's such a long Yo, time ago. I got a new iPhone. Yeah. I mean, that's almost like a, a year ago. Almost now. a year ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, listener Kevin Gutowski. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, he reached out to us on Twitter and uh, recommended us to check out the website artofthetitle.com. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Um, that's uh, related to our discussion of the Stranger Things intro, which we were crazy about. And this website has a lot of cool intros in TV shows and movies. And not only like has the clip of it, also has... Uh, like a description and like a, a proper blog post about it. And then, yeah. for example, on, on the Stranger Things one also has like interviews and stuff. Um, so pretty cool. If you're into intro sequences, check out artofthetitle.com. And thank you, Kevin. Well, not you, uh, listener. Kevin. <laughs> uh, to, you can also for, for think of me, but... <laughs> yeah, thanks, that Kevin. That would be weird. Um. <laughs> for showing up today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it for follow-up. Let's... Uh, uh, let's jump to the topics. Uh, we don't have like a main awesome topic for today. We have a lot of small ones that uh, hopefully will trigger some interesting conversation. Today was a, well, this week was a slow week. Nothing major happened. Uh, but I think it was yesterday or today maybe. Instapaper uh, was, was bought today. by Pinterest. That was today, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, so, uh, july 23rd um so yeah instapaper was bought by pinterest this is not like super awesome news <laughs> um that's it i mean i'm a uh, i use instapaper i think you you use it too right kevin uh barely so i i've like <laughs> massively reduced uh my use of instapaper in the last couple months uh and now i almost never use it um mm -hmm. Basically, the only way I use it now is as like a graveyard for links that I feel yep. like I should read, but I'm never going to read. So basically what I do with it today is like I, I'm just going to post link to, links to it, but never 
check it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is probably not the w use it was in intended for, but this is sort of how I'm using it. Um, so I've made that decision lately that, um, cause you know, like the, the goal behind Instapaper was like, Hey, you're either working or you're doing something else. Uh, you don't have the time to read a big long article, so you're just going to save it for later. And then sometime yes, uh, in the future, you'll get time uh, to read that article. Uh, but um, what I decided to do was instead of, of doing that and like having this giant list of stuff to read um, that felt like a lot of work, that if I'm seeing an article on Twitter or um, like social media or someone sends me a link or anything like that, I'm either going to read it right away or I'm never going to read it. And <laughs> that seems like, yeah, this is probably intense. But what this means is that if I'm, I'm not going to just spend time and like read Twitter all day <laughs> at work, this means that I'm either taking, I'm saying, okay, this is important. I'm going to take, I don't know, like five minutes to read this article and I'll be over. Or if I don't have time to read this article now, that means I should probably stop reading Twitter altogether. Um, so I close the app and keep it where it is so that next time I have time that I can read that article. So to me, it's kind of like putting rules around that stuff, but it makes sure that I'm more disciplined and that I uh, keep myself focused. Because it's easy to say, like, read Twitter all the time and have it constantly in the background. Um, and that's kind of like one solution that I found to um, prevent that. I don't know. How about yeah, you? I'm also guilty of just like my usage of Instapaper has been declining a lot. And well, I'm kind of like you as well. Like, if I don't have the time, I don't open it. And well, I won't read it. I mean, if it's super important, someone will tweet about it later again. Mm -hmm. But I still use Instapaper a lot as like almost just like a blink, like a bookmarker, not just for reading, but just because I do have the the little shortcut, the button on the yeah. like the toolbar. So, for example, I have a lot of GitHub repos on Instapaper because just like, oh, hey, what? check out this. <laughs> this sketch plugin that is pretty cool and i i go to github and i check hey this this plugin seems pretty cool i don't have the time to download it install it and try it now but i'll hit the little instapaper icon it's on instapaper it's somewhere safe <laughs> that i will nowhere like i will never go back to <laughs> pretty much uh, that's so weird and, and this kind of made me think of before like i use instapaper a lot mm -hmm. um, i tried uh, pocket and what was the name uh the name of the other one readability i think yeah uh, back in the day i always stuck to it with instapaper i it's still my favorite all the, all those services um but i also used in the past pinboard do you remember pinboard yeah i still use it every day oh really yeah. that's interesting oh nice. all right let's put a pin into it <laughs> oh let's, snap let's uh let's, yeah let's go back to it but uh, i stopped using pinboard just because just because and I kind of use Instapaper a little bit as pinboard as well. So, mm -hmm. not, again, not yeah. only articles, but everything. And just like we talked about in one of our first shows, uh, when, when uh, was it Ember, the, that app, the bookmarking app? Yeah, still use it. It was shutting down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we talked about it. And I just, I don't bookmark stuff. That's the conclusion I'm I'm getting to. Like I just don't bookmark stuff, and it's huh. kind of okay. 
you know what? A lot of times, if I want to go back or visit something that I remember that I saw, I'll just cross my fingers and hit something uh, <laughs> in the like in the URL in Safari. Well, it's kind of hard if I if I have my fingers crossed, but <laughs> <laughs> I type it and I'll just hope that Safari's history saves it. And most of the time, it does. Right. I know it's crazy, but I mean, this is not a yeah, common thing. Yeah, I think I it's better it now day, with a Safari View controller because it shares your history across like yeah, all your yeah. browser sessions. Uh, before that, when it was just a, a standard web view, there was no way to get back to those links. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still use Pinboard for that reason, basically. I hate the feeling of like I'm looking for something and I cannot find it. Um, mm -hmm. and I find that the pinboard search is really good. Um, I pay for the thing where, uh, it archives the entire pages and lets me search mm -hmm. anything on the page. Um, so it's, it's really cool. good for that. So if I'm looking for anything, I can find it really quickly. Um, and even, I mean, even for this show, um, sometimes I look at, I want to see kind of some of the articles or some stuff that I read during the week so I can go in and see what I've added and then add them to our topics list. Yeah. What about Pinterest? I know a lot of the designers that use Pinterest. I never got into Pinterest. Like, I never got it. I tried, I think, like, twice or, mm -hmm. or thrice. <laughs> I tried to use it. <laughs> That's a word. Right. Uh, <laughs> I tried to use it. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. Uh, and when I think of a use case for Pinterest, I always think, like, that's, like, probably most cliche. I'm sorry if I'm disrespecting anyone. It's like um, you're you're redecorating your apartment and you're looking in the interwebs for cool furniture and you create a board and you mm -hmm. pin it to that board. Or if you're gonna have your wedding, you put all of the things that you find online into that board. Is that a? I mean, yeah. I know that's a cliche example, but that's how I see it. No, I don't think so it's I a never... cliche example. Like it's it's why people use it. At least I think. Right. Um, well, but also there's like people use it for, hey, I'm saving pictures of cats, cute cats, uh, or maybe I don't know. Like I, I, I don't see how. I know designers that use Pinterest. Uh, I was hoping that you could like explain me, explain to me I mean, why or how. But yeah. Maybe you're not the right person. Well, it's it's the same idea behind Amber, right? But like at least you're sure that. The company won't abandon the product after a year <laughs> um, and everything gets synced and saved and you can easily share it with other people. Um, so, yeah, for me, the only time I like really used it, I mean, I like tried it. So like creating those standard boards like clothes and like furniture and that sort of stuff. Um, that doesn't really stick for me. Like usually I, I'm looking for one specific thing and then once I'm done with that, I don't need the board anymore. Like it's not something I keep coming back to. Uh, but one mm -hmm. thing I used it for was, um, I was working with a friend of mine for a logo for this like event slash community thing I'm building, uh, in Montreal. And this was just the easiest way for both of us to be able to kind of create a board together and like put in different types of inspirations of stuff that we liked. Um, so we used it for that and it was great. Um, but I think for what I use Ember for, um, there's one thing that I'm, that I'm really missing 
which is like some uh, some sort of way to capture an entire web page because um, mm -hmm. I believe I may be wrong like I haven't been using it a ton but um, I don't think you can say snap the entire page you can only take a screenshot and basically drag the screenshot in Pinterest um, to kind of save that um, one <laughs> one way that I use it though uh, sometimes is if I'm looking for type inspiration uh, I follow Jason Santamaria uh, and he has a board full of awesome typefaces. Um, so I sometimes go in there oh, cool. and take a look at the stuff that he curated. Um, but yeah, again, it's just like me going there, but I'm not like collecting anything. Uh -huh. um, so I don't know. Like, it, it all sounds so cool, but knowing myself, I'm, I'm just not going to use it. Maybe I'll use it for a day or two and then yeah. it won't stick into my day to day. Like it won't, it won't get on my brain for some reason. And I'll just, if I'm not thinking about it, I won't. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally makes sense. I mean, it's the same, the same reason why to-do lists don't really stick, right? <laughs> and to-do <laughs> yep. list apps are so popular because no one, like, not, like some people, it works really well. Like they can stick to a to-do list and do everything. But for, I'd say probably most people, that's not a natural thing and mm -hmm. you're super motivated for like two weeks and after those two weeks you're like okay i'm just gonna like do whatever not add stuff to my to-do list or not check them so huh. yeah the problem with to-do lists is at least for me is i can't spend time with them like on it i have to get to a point that it helps me be more organized and productive mm -hmm. so usually it's like when i'm not super busy i'll jump into omnifocus or whatever other app and i'll just organize everything get all the projects set all the to do all the tasks set that's awesome and then when i'm super busy that's like the the best <laughs> the best time to use one of those tools to help you is when i don't have time so i don't go there and i just like when i need it the most i don't use it because again it's something that it takes time and huh, effort from my side to use. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm sort of the opposite where like I'm going to have a bunch of things to do and I'm like, holy crap, like this is too much. I need a to-do list. And I go into the to-do list, I add everything and then I start going through. And then as soon as I'm not like overwhelmed with tasks anymore, I just like can't like follow up with it. Like right now, tasks. like I was a big OmniFocus user, and mm -hmm. I still vouch for that app. I love that app. Yeah, but it's such a beast. That <laughs> yeah, um, like I couldn't, I can man maintain it. Mm -hmm. Right. So right now, what I do use is a field notes uh, notebook and uh, a small uh, list on Reminders app. So like if I'm on a like weekly meeting and just setting up tasks, and I'll just put them in reminders and when i do need to go back to and check it i know where they are it's like a super the most basic form of note taking uh well not tasks it's not notes mm. so yeah yeah that's, i mean that's what I'm using now. it's crazy right but i i do a really similar thing i keep a notebook with me at almost all times uh, it's mm -hmm. a bit larger. Um, it's like a moleskin. Uh, it's a custom Shopify one. Um, but what I do is I always take notes. 
like if I'm in a meeting, if I'm like doing something, I'll always take down notes on uh, about like the main points or anything like that. Um, and what I'll do is uh, like every once in a while, I'll create a page that is like to-do list, uh, and then put down everything that's in my mind, and then check them off during the day. Um, and yeah, I'll keep going, and then. After a while, like once everything's done there, then I'll start another page that is like to-do list again. Uh, but it's in like chronological order with the stuff that I'm doing. And it's also, mm -hmm. I have, let's say I'm in a meeting and I have like a bunch of action items at the end. So I'll have that basically on the same page. Um, so that's in context with kind of the stuff that I've been doing. So when I go back next morning, I can like look back, oh yeah, for this meeting, I had to do like this, this and that. Uh, and I like, can remember what the, the meeting was about um, versus if I did just add the notes to a to-do list, I would have to sort of remember everything that happened during that meeting. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, that's been useful to me uh, and it's there. It's simple. Uh, and funny, funnily enough, um, <laughs> it's totally a weird, weird thing. And it's totally kind of like the, the designer side of my brain. But I have all these uh, like color pens. They're like touch twin markers or whatever of like a bunch of different colors. I can post a, an image in the, in the show notes. Uh, and what I do is I always sort of decorate my notes. <laughs> uh, so I like put colors like and like do different styles for each one of them. And I love I really like doing <laughs> sketch notes for when I'm like doing workshops and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. and that really motivates me to keep going with it. Uh, <laughs> super dumb, super silly, but it's kind of a way to trick my brain into using it more. So yeah. And then like, if I'm just like, thinking about stuff, I'll just like doodle in it and that like helps a lot. So yeah, <laughs> crazy cool. tip. Tip from Kevin. And that <laughs> ends our segment. Uh, <laughs> you should, uh, you should make an intro song. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should do some. Some jingles for our show. Yeah. Uh, before we jump into our next topic, uh, another thing that I want to talk to you about. Let me tell you really quick about our sponsor for today. Awesome. Our sponsor is, once again, MobX, which is a mobile UX summit in Berlin. Now, uh, this is a conference. It's going to be like a one-day, full-day conference uh, for interaction designers, for uh, product people. It's not a developer conference, so it's fine. And it's pretty affordable. Uh, it's going to be in Germany, Berlin again, great city. Uh, it's going to be September 9th and amongst awesome speakers, I, I really, I urge you to check their, their, the page for the, all the speakers. Um, the overall great talks and I'm also going to be there. It's a bit of outlier. So I'm sorry about that. So but like I'm going to give a talk speakers and, and <laughs> no, exactly. I'm just kidding. No, You're I'm not. Awesome. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give a talk over there about how being a developer helps me being a designer. It's not true designer's code, please. Uh, but maybe it is. I don't know. So uh -oh. if you wanna <laughs> join me there, it's gonna be a super fun day. Uh, if you wanna join me, uh, just go to mobxcon.com. We're gonna put a link in the show notes because that's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, and just buy your ticket in and at checkout use the promo code layout. And that's going to give you a 60 euros discount, which is a pretty good discount. Let me check here something. Mm. That's almost $70. Pretty good. What? Pretty good. So, again, it's a, what is this, like three weeks from, from now? 
Something like that. So three weeks from now, we still have time to get your tickets. Again, use the promo code LAYOUT. It's going to give you a pretty good discount. And uh, let's let's meet. So once again, thanks to MobX for sponsoring LAYOUT. They're pretty cool. Cool. All right. Uh, second topic. This is something that uh, kind of like bookmarking and stuff. This is, I, I just, I'm just, just curious about what's your take on this. So there's this article on the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I don't even know if we should put li- the link in the show notes because <laughs> this website like the, the article is behind a paywall and uh, anyway the point is not the article itself it's just the, the headline so the headline is why 4 a.m. is the most productive hour right mm-hmm. tackle personal tasks before sunrise find focus before distractions begin and again never mind the article I didn't even read it I just saw the headline i was like huh that is a pretty cool interesting thing and i would like to know do, are you even awake at 4 a.m no god no <laughs> i wake up at 7 a.m there so, you go so yeah. it's like uh, For, 4 a.m like, forget is about 4 a.m forget crap. about it 4 a.m i don't i'm not even sure if that's like you're super early or it's like super late I think it's like the limbo. <laughs> 4 a.m. is like exactly in the middle. It's it's as likely that you're awake at 4 a.m. because you spend the whole night awake, or if you're like you wake up super super. I mean, early. that's so, when that's when Dan Petty wakes up, right? <laughs> that's how he gets oh, yeah? everything done. He was done. at four. No, I don't know. <laughs> when I, I was doing remember. his vlogs, he was just early. like he can get an entire day done when I wake up. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I. I think 4 a.m., like the, this article, is probably, again, I didn't read it. I don't want to. It's probably because at 4 a.m., nothing happens. Yeah, of course. And everyone is asleep. Yep. So it's the time of the day or night or whatever <laughs> in where like you have the least distractions, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are no chatter on Twitter unless, you know, time zones of it. Anyway, Um so I think that's the whole point of this article. And I would like to, to know, like, when is your most productive time? So you said you wake up at, at 7, around 7. Yep. So you you start working at what, like 8, 9? Uh, I start at 9. So I have, I'm living pretty far from the office right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I have, like, a fairly long commute. It's like an hour. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I wake up, like, take a shower, eat breakfast. And get to the office around nine, um, and then yeah, I like get to work and work till lunch. And after lunch, go back to work till sometimes around five. And so pretty standard. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, the most boring kind of <laughs> schedule. <laughs> we do have uh, flex hours though, so like people can come mm-hmm. in whenever they want. Um, but for me, that's basically the most convenient. Because, yeah, like, it takes me an hour to, like, get back home. So if I leave, like, a bit later than 5, then I get home super late. Um, and, yeah, so it's, like, a more normal schedule if I, if I leave somewhere around mm-hmm. 5. Uh, but sometimes I stay and, like, just eat at the office and keep working and stuff. So it takes you two hours from when you wake up to, to when you start working. Mm, yeah that's a lot that's about right like for me all right so okay so my schedule is it's all over the place but usually <laughs> is i wake up at around five i work uh, until like 
noon and I go to lunch. I work like for side projects and stuff and then start working at 1, 2 p.m. for Netlify until like 8, 9 p.m. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I don't know how you sustain yeah, but, that. But, but it's pretty like, so I, I the way I commute to the office, because I got like this uh, office, so I don't, I stopped working from home because reasons. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, <laughs> I stopped working from, from like I, I got this room in this co-working space. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing it with this, that a friend of mine that works for Envision. So it's a pretty quiet. We have a whole room for ourselves. It's pretty cool. So, and it's like in the most, one of the most central streets in, in the city. So everything happens here. You have, you have a, a lot of restaurants and, and coffee shops and like everything's here. Uh, and I, I take the boosted board to work and it, I take like seven minutes to get here. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> I love that because when I do wake up, that's my most productive hour. Right. It's like as early as possible. Well, after coffee. <laughs> but it's like so at at 6 a.m. from 6 to 7, 8, 9 a.m. That's when people start actually getting into the building and I hear people outside. And I don't know. Something shifts. Yeah. And those two hours, that's like it makes up for like five hours in after lunch mm-hmm. right it's super productive because there's nothing else it's yeah. work and that's one of the things that i love about uh waking up super early and it, it's pretty cool like the whole even in the streets when when i when i'm commuting uh the whole city is still like super dirty because again <laughs> this is like downtown so a lot of nightlife happened here mm. so like it's it's gross the streets are gross <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of interesting it's something that i missed um, you see another side of the sea and of the world before like the normal conventional hours because it really changes. Like even the city is super gross yeah. at 6, 7 a.m. And then at 8, it's like clean and everything's normal. Um, but yeah, that's I used to like I think naturally if if I didn't have deadlines, if I didn't have meetings and commitments and schedule, I would. I would shift like naturally. I would I would lean into like a night owl thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's my natural schedule. I guess mm-hmm. so. Before I got a job and all that jazz, <laughs> I would be up until like four a.m. and again four a.m. Um, and that would be normal. So, but but I like I force myself to do this. Yeah, I mean I'm more of a night owl, to be honest. Like that's where yeah, here's a trick to shift. <laughs> if you are a night owl and if you like you're not sleepy at ten or eleven PM, the way you fix that is force yourself to get up at four or five AM. Yeah, then you'll be I really tired. <laughs> yeah. Like nine PM, ten, you're you're collapsing on the floor. But I feel like that's so inconvenient though. Like, don't you want to hang out with friends and stuff like that? Uh, like, then you go to bed uh, super early and everyone's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, oh, but I don't. Like, I go to bed like at 11 midnight. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't get enough sleep. So that's also true. But <laughs> if I have to cut from somewhere, like, I prefer to go to go to bed earlier than to wake up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, interesting. Uh, yeah. It sucks. Like, if I want to go out, I don't. <laughs> i yeah like i have weekends and stuff but it's interesting it's a right. it's a yeah. decision that i mean I made. for me it's a bit harder to say these days because i'm hey i'm a manager now <laughs> um so <laughs> productive time is 
a interesting concept for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I never have like a even a, like well sometimes, but I rarely have like a two hour block of like concentrated time to like work on one thing. So my I have like the full manager schedule. Everything is uh, broken down into like thirty minute blocks. Um, and yeah, I do tons of stuff. I'm, and I'm on like a bunch of different projects. I'm sort of kind of helping or helping out like different people. So it's kind of hard to say like, which one is my most productive? I'd say probably like, uh, in the mornings, um, and like right after lunch, the least productive being right before lunch and right before I leave. I guess. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that's the moments where like you're the most like refreshed and you kind of like got a break. So you're more creative and you feel more like you want to work. I feel like that whole thing doesn't really matter as much as people think it does. Like, I, I feel like it's just about like, of course you're going to be more productive when there is less people around, right? <laughs> like either it's during the night or it's during the morning. Uh, I guess the difference is there is like, do you want to give your best hours to your job or do you want to give your best hours to your side projects? Right. Hmm. Um, cause <laughs> I mean, like, if you're a night owl, um, and you're still working in the night, you'll be productive, but you'll still be tired. Um, versus if you wake up really early in the morning to do like your side products and stuff like that, then when you wake up, like you'll be, you'll be fine. Like you won't be that tired, and you'll be able to work on your product, on your different projects when you're in like that good mood, like you've just woken up. Um, and then when you go to work, that's when you start getting tired. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm. I think I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try next week to shift that instead of doing like at the beginning of the, my day as I work on side projects and then my day-to-day -day job i think i'm gonna split it and i'm mm -hmm. gonna do like work four hours for netlify work like five six hours for side projects and then another four for netlify again does that make sense uh, it's yeah it's one of the good things of having this uh you know you, you, can, you can work on a schedule you can adapt it you can like try to yeah. find the best most productive yeah yeah totally that's pretty cool and it's a good thing about our industry like i don't want to say that's a, just exclusive to our industry and tech thing but we are pretty chill and uh, with with the hours and and like at the end of the day i think we're very pragmatic like a ceo says well if you are more productive at night please work at night <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. like please do i want you when you're most productive so yeah it, it's cool like and it's still a thing that when i when I say to my mom or, you know, from another, people from another generation that, especially not in the field, when I say, well, I start working whenever I want and I leave whenever I want. Like, it's still not a concept that they can understand. Like, you're a slacker, so that means you're not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are weird around that stuff. They're like, yeah, <laughs> like, wait, but you have a VR room, so people never work? <laughs> Like, no, of course not. Like, people aren't stupid. Like, they don't need to be babysitted. Um, 
I don't know. Like it's yeah, you know why? It's, it's really crazy to me. Like how how much people in in the real world, the real world being like outside of the tech industry, need like so much like guidance and structure that is like imposed onto them because otherwise they're not gonna do the work. Versus, I I feel like in the tech industry we're a lot more self driven, and yeah. if anything, we're gonna work a lot more than than we should be. Yeah, that's exactly why. I think that's, yeah, from someone, let's say, like, my grandpa worked at this factory doing whatever, right? Yeah. If if someone told him, like, hey, you can go home, he will. Like, he, he, he goes to the factory to work because he has to, because he needs money. Yeah. Like, it does, it's not a thing that he would do because he likes it. And that's something very, again, I don't want to say unique, but something very special about our industry i would say most or well at least compared to other uh, fields i would say a lot of a lot of people do this really because they like it like if someone told me okay you don't have a job do whatever you want you don't need to worry about money i would be designing and building apps and websites and stuff like that and recording podcasts like that's what i want to do like like i said it's yeah we're driven that's why we don't need a strict schedule because strict schedules is to make sure that the money you are paying someone like you're getting it the money's worth like if i'm paying you to work eight hours i have to be sure that you are working eight hours right yeah. it's a business uh, and i would say like for for most tech companies they're not paying people to work x amount of hours they are paying people to get some work done Right, it's not. I don't know uh, if you can do it yeah, in real time. Yeah, I mean time. the way the way like Toby, our CEO, phrases it is that I'm basically like I'm paying you to um, come and build Shopify with me, um, and but like I'm not buying time from you, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm buying your like creativity and like your that I'm buying the fact that you're gonna spend your like most productive time working on making Shopify better. Uh, but it like, it doesn't mean that like you're going to be working from like a certain hours. It's, it's really more going to be about like creating a certain lifestyle. And sometimes, you know what, like that lifestyle might mean that you might have to work late because there's a deadline that's coming up, but it also might mean that, Hey, you know what, like you're, I don't know, like, your kid had has like a special thing at school that like you're just not gonna work for an afternoon and that's totally fine and you don't have to like yeah. log hours or anything like you can just it's fine you can do it like <laughs> you can take that that time off um and i think that's like a pretty good way to do it and to me it it gives people the that sense of responsibility that it's it's not just dictated onto them it's they that they have the power to make those those decisions and those choices and that means they're so much more invested into the work that they do um so yeah i think i think it's pretty great but i mean again it assumes that most people are going to be self-driven and that's a certain type of people and we certainly do hire for that and i can see how it's not just that but there is some rationale to it like if you are not going to allow an employee of you to uh, an employee of yours to go pick up his son at school your employee is going to have to think about calling someone to be able to pick them up 
all the kids and he's going to resent the company because of it so if he's getting job offers maybe he will look at them with another set of eyes and you know it's like there there is some logic and rationale to it it's just not like we're we're great people and we love you uh, right it's just something that people don't think about but it's there yeah that, definitely like it's it's not out of like generosity or because it's the right thing right it's yeah it's because it's the most the thing that makes the most sense for these types of companies right well like right. first of all there's tons of competition and if you have offer like really bad uh like working like lifestyle environment uh, environment yeah um then people are just not gonna come work at your company first um but also because that's that's what makes the most sense Like the number of hours that you spend at work doesn't mean that you're getting more work done. Like you can, you could be spending less time and actually get even more done um, mm -hmm. by working during like productive hours for you. Um, and I don't know, like let's say there's a lot of like traffic in in the morning or whatever. Like maybe you could work from home during the morning, and then like it would it wouldn't take you a lot of time to get to work after that. Um, so you'd work in the office the afternoons, like who knows, right? Like there's different types of situations who require different types of arrangements. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty great. In other news, uh, you did a live stream or something, right? I, I did. missed it, but I saw you on Twitter. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about that. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm working on this, this new thing for the Montreal design community. It's this series of I'd say like events or, I mean, I don't know how best to phrase it. I guess it's like creating a community for the designers in Montreal. Um, and it's called the Montreal Design Club. And basically it's a central resource for people to find all about um, like what events are going on in Montreal, what kind of resources are available to them if they're new to the industry. Uh, what kind of people they should like be following if they're interested in kind of getting to know more people, all those sorts of things that like I wish I had when I started. And I get like a lot of, of messages from people who are asking me like, hey, like, is there any events that I should check out or things like that? And also on the side of someone who does organize a lot of events for designers, um, it's it's always pretty hard to organize a new event because you have to not only organize that event, you have to organize or like create a website, do marketing, do promotion, all that sort of stuff. So all of that to say that uh, I decided to create this website where uh, we can basically have all that information uh, and make it super easy for other people to start up new events and try different things. Um, so what I did, I was like, I, as a night owl, um, after work, I was, I set some time off to say, okay, I'm going to dedicate this time to working on that website. And I mean, I was just alone in the office. It was like pretty dark outside. Uh, and I was like, oh, this feels kind of lonely. Right. So I decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to try for the first time to live stream my design process. I've always wanted to do it. I've seen some people on the internet do it before me. Uh, and I've always thought it was pretty interesting to see how they worked. So I decided, 
know what? I'm going to give it a try. So what service did you use? Twitch or YouTube or something? I used YouTube. So how, how does that work? How do you record it? You can't just screen share on YouTube, right? I had the choice between Twitch and YouTube and YouTube to me just felt like the, the app that most people would have directly on their phones. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't think that necessarily a lot of designers have the Twitch app or like are familiar with how Twitch works. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and maybe that's just an assumption I'm making, uh, but I figured it's probably going to be more people on YouTube. Um, and it's actually pretty simple. Um, if you, I don't know, I think I typed YouTube live or something like that, and they have like a, a special URL and, uh, what they show you is this entire dashboard that is optimized for live streaming things. So, and they walk you through step-by-step. Step. It's r really easy. Um, they let you basically download this app, uh, and it's really well done. You basically set up these scenes so you can say, okay, I want my entire screen to be, um, to be like broadcasted. Um, you can also put like a, a camera, uh, like window, uh, that appears on yeah, top the of your screen. Like gaming Sorry? setup, right? The classic like gaming setup. Yeah, where basically. You, you yeah. see the screen and then the people playing. Yeah, it. exactly. Uh, and you can switch between the scenes. So if you want to say like, okay, I'm going to explain something for, for a little while. So you can switch to like just your face uh, and it works really well. And basically the only thing you need to do is hook it up with YouTube. There's some like private keys and stuff like that that you need to put inside the app. Um, and then you press a button and it just works. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. Well, like it, awesome. it works amazingly well. So yeah, I did that, pressed the button and yeah, I started working. I tweeted about it. Um, and it was, I, I discovered that it was kind of awkward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. Somehow like I'm, I'm used to Periscope where you see, okay, so-and-so is joining, so-and-so is joining, but on YouTube, mm. you don't need to be logged in, right? People can just watch a video. So you don't know who's there and like if they're actually paying attention. <laughs> so I'd see like, oh, there's two people currently watching me. So like I would try to like talk to them but i wouldn't necessarily get an answer <laughs> or anything um hmm. and it's also fairly hard to design something and entertain people <laughs> so i had to do a lot of explaining of like okay here's the current problem i'm, I'm trying to solve uh here's kind of what i've tried and then play with different ideas uh but it was cool a couple of people like were leaving comments and feedback in real time uh, and that was super fun. And to, and to me, like one a huge benefit of that is seeing kind of the progression of how the, the product goes. So like now mm. something that's really great is I can go back and like basically scrub through or do a time lapse of all the different things I tried before settling in on a, a direction. Um, so yeah, that was super fun. Uh, the only thing though, when I first started, it was super scary. Um, cause the, the problem when I, you're getting started is like, I don't know if I'm going to make anything good. Right. <laughs> like, I really started with a blank canvas. I was like, holy crap. What happens if the only design I can come up with is crap <laughs> and people are going to see this. But honestly, like if anyone's on the fence, I would seriously recommend it. It is scary at first and you're going to have those fears. But honestly, like once you get started, it gets a lot easier. And I'm sure like in even like the span of an hour that you're probably going to get to something somewhat interesting. 
Um, yeah, I mean, crap is part of the process. And right? yeah, I think <laughs> it's good to show. You have to start there. Like, design doesn't just like magically appear as like this perfect thing. Like, no, like you keep working on it and tweaking things and improving over time and stuff like that. And I, it was cool that like, so I was creating like a event page and then people were telling me like, oh yeah, you should put the Twitter for the speakers. And I could like add that and get some feedback. Like, what do you think? Do you think this is better or should I try something else? Um, and then I would have, yeah, real time, like real time feedback on the stuff that I was doing. So it was super effective and super fun. I'm definitely <laughs> going to do it again. Um, so yeah, that was great. 10 out of 10, we'll do it again. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would love to see how other people work. Um, so I've been actually like, as a result of this, I've been chatting with a couple people who tuned in, um, and discussing kind of design methodology, uh, which was super fun. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I want to do that. I should, I mean, yeah, it has to be with a side project ish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't right do now, that with real with work. All but. the stuff that I'm doing, I don't, I can't think of something that I could live stream, like definitely not Netlify and most of my projects, side projects right now, they're kind of secret. So, mm. but when the opportunity arrives, I really want to try that. And I'm also intrigued with the YouTube thing. So yeah. Works really well. check it out. And uh, next time you do it, uh, let us know in advance. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm live streaming right now. I was like, oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> It's plan. hard to plan, but yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. one thing to know. <laughs> if you're going to just like not have headphones or anything, don't just play music out of your monitor. Because <laughs> um, your video is going to get flagged as copyright infringement yep. <laughs> real quick. Yep. <laughs> Uh, then you're gonna did that sound. happen to you or something? Yes, yeah. When I first tried it, <laughs> tried it, I was like, "Oh yeah, can't play music." Yep, um, makes sense. So yeah, cool. Also, regarding the uh, Montreal Design Club, is that how? Yeah, that's that how, how I'm called? calling it. Um, do you guys have a Twitter account? <laughs> Look at you making a segue. Um, hey. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Basically, I used to do Dribble Meetup, and now we're switching over to be the Design Club Meetup. Because um, we, one, we found out that a lot of people were put off by the Dribble brand. Because they were like, oh, I'm not really active on Dribble, or I don't even have a Dribble account. Uh, and so they weren't sure if they could come to that event. And it's like, the event itself is totally unrelated to Dribble. It's really just mm -hmm. a design thing. Um, so that's why we kind of decided to make that change. Um, and I announced it at our last meetup. And so, yeah, I kind of like put it out there, uh, but we didn't like make any changes yet to the website and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. And then like I started working on some of these things, uh, the stuff I live streamed, and then like planned the next event and stuff like that. But I somehow like forgot to re just register a new Twitter account for that event. Um, so mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to uh, do that r right before like the next event um, that is coming really soon. So I go on Twitter <laughs> and I try to register the account Montreal Design Club. And what I found out is there is already a Twitter account. What? So I look 
And it's crazy. It's someone who created a, an account for my event <laughs> that is like, effectively pretending to be me. Um, so they posted a tweet about the last event that we did and with pictures and like mentioning the speakers and saying like, oh, we really look forward to uh, people coming to our next <laughs> event at like Shopify Montreal and like thanks to all the speakers for coming and blah, blah. And it's, it's not me. And it's not any one of my friends who are helping out for this, this event. Like I can't figure out who created this account. I tried tweeting at them. I tried DMing them and I and just nothing. nothing. No uh, they followed me and they followed like a bunch of other people, but I couldn't find anyone like any suspicious follow of like a random person. Uh -huh. uh, they basically follow me and a bunch of like, like, you know, like Tobias and like people, uh -huh. people like that. They, I think they follow like Bryn and stuff like that. Um, but and they follow layout and stuff like that. But it's just like so creepy. So it's just so weird. And we have a, a Slack team for like the design community. And I posted it there. No one knows who's behind that Twitter account. So like the mystery follows on and I don't know what to do. Like should I like so can I reach out to anyone? Like I don't I don't have a, a trademark on this really. Like I mean they're using our the pictures, but have they posted or tweeted anything like damaging? No. Like anything bad? No. So it's kind of like fan service, like. <laughs> Basically, yeah. In a way, I mean, it's still, still, they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't say or or talk like they're an, the official, you know, Twitter account. Yeah. But you probably have one of the best trolls in the internet i like yeah the nicest troll well, they're they're like retweeting stuff from shopify and things like that i don't know it's just weird man and then they're they're so they've created a logo so they didn't actually use our logo because they don't have the files right so they <laughs> recreated their own version of our logo which is not our actual logo um which like if i'm honest like is not something that that we do like i'm not super happy about <laughs> that that style and it's not something that we would do um all right so, so if I they follow know. layout and they follow you and i mean it's safe to say that we have good chances that whoever is behind this twitter account is listening to this maybe maybe you can I tweet like hey <laughs> Regarding the mysterious Twitter account, we talk about it in the show. Let's try to make that person hear this. So yeah. what do you want to say? Imagine that and I also the person is listening. I also what wasn't sure say? if I like wanted to talk about it on the show. Because I was like, maybe this is just someone who's trying to do something good, right? Because mm -hmm. so far, they haven't done anything that is like particularly bad with it. They They're just impersonating us really <laughs> but um they haven't tweeted I would agree, anything but if you tried it, if you reached or, out to them and you got no answer that's yeah so like, i tweeted at them weird. i dm them like five days ago a couple of other people i've reached out no response and i i've seen that since then they since then they tweeted so hmm. i'm have like, they replied to anyone else no 
Well, okay. It's not that so, but, bad. Like, if they were replying to random who, people. Who knows how to tweet but doesn't know how to read the replies? Like, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. So, if you are behind this account, please, please, let me know. I'm not going to take it the wrong way. It's going to be totally fine. And if you want to be involved with this, totally happy to, to have you be on board and help us out. But, please, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> This is the worst scenario, worst case scenario. Um, like, <laughs> just tell me. We'll we'll do something together. Um, that's totally fine. But yeah. Anyways, so cool. that happened. <laughs> All right, we should do recommendations before we go. Yes. Okay. Uh, I bet these are like the most obvious recommendations of the year, but. If you are an OG listener, uh, and you probably know that my love for RDO, the old music streaming service, there was there's this skin for Spotify that basically is like an RDO skin, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a free it's a free thing. You just go to this link link in the show notes, install it. It's like the the app bundle is going to replace the old Spotify, and it looks. It's like reminiscent of RDO. It's not a, an exact copy because mm-hmm. this will have to follow Spotify's basic structure and all. But this makes me so happy just looking <laughs> at it. Really, it's like the, this this feeling of nostalgia, and it's just like, it, and it just looks better. And and anyway, so if you liked RDO, um, or if you just prefer its its visual style, and you use Spotify, uh, give this a try. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I mean, you're not an audio lover. This is totally gonna break. Like, I, I mean, I, I love <laughs> yeah, the audio design, <laughs> but like, this is this is gonna break, and doesn't feel like it's r- doing a great job at matching audio exactly either. <laughs> I have a couple of like no things about the design that I not convinced are like improvements, but. Yeah, I mean, if you're not don't crush my dreams, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it's just a different treatment over the visual style. Yeah, it's a with CSS, just CSS styling. Oh really? Oh okay, yeah, 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 web app. yeah. Man, that must yeah. been a, must have been a lot of work to do though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right. What, what's your recommendation? Um, I don't know if it's my recommendation, but it's. Okay, let's call it the internet's recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So Frank Ocean put out his new album, finally. What? What? Yeah. And it's really, really good. Um, It's really good. So it's called Blonde with or without an E. Uh, It's it's both. It's both? Okay. Um, Schrodinger's Blonde. (laughs) (laughs) It's on Apple Music. So you can go there, you can stream it. It's really good. Um, my it's favorite really good. songs so far are Solo and Ivy. Um, really good songs. And yeah, but I, I'm like really still going through the entire album. Really good stuff. So I recommend it. Yeah. Check it, check it, check it. Wow. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the show. 
if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to at LayoutFM. Uh, if there's any feedback that you have or questions or topics that you want us to discuss, that is a great place to do it. Um, another thing you can do is join our brand new Slack uh, channel on the Spec FM uh, Slack team. So for that, you just go to spec.fm slash Slack, uh, and you're going to be able to ask to join the team, and you'll automatically be added, uh, and you can join the conversation there. Uh, it's pretty cool. We have a ton of people there. Okay, well, 37 people. <laughs> um, but it's really great. Like we're, uh, Rafa and I are going to be try to be like even more active in there and kind of just it's the back channel for the show, really. Um, so yeah. if you want to see what it's like behind the scenes, go there. And yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we really hope you like it and have a good week. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we we solved our ghost show notes ghost, right? Yes. And it's pretty. The story is a lot boring. more boring than we thought it was. It's very boring. Uh, so basically, what happened? Uh, Devin Halliday, basically DevinHalliday.com appeared out of nowhere in our show notes. Um, what happened was like Canvas was acting out and it was getting super weird and we have like the repeated uh, information and like the syntax broke everything was a mess we were like undo 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 um, <laughs> trying to fix it and this url this website just appeared out of nowhere what happened was um, when we said when one of our recommendations as you uh, already listened was the audio skin for spotify turns out devin halliday is the person behind that and the Ta-da. link that we had in the show notes is Spotio. That's the name of the, the skin. Spotio.devinholiday.com. For, for some reason, the whole recommendations section got cut out. Um, and the URL was cut in the middle. So the only thing left was the devinholiday.com. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, apparently, there are no ghosts in Canvas. So disappointed. <laughs> I know. I'm really looking forward to get the reply now. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so awkward. Can I? Oh, maybe I can delete this.